yesterday was a complete waste of a day. How so? So yesterday, I have an extra C stand, right? Don't use yeah. it at all. So I was like, I'm just going to sell it. Put it up on Craigslist, right? I get hit up for it pretty quick. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. You know, I'm making more off of it than what I bought it for. So cool. And they're like, oh, can you meet at the Galleria? So I'm like, I mean, I don't enjoy going towards the Galleria, but it's fine. I'll go to the Galleria. It's fine. Yeah. So I go to the Galleria. But the car is on two bars of gas, like two of the light levels. Mm. So I'm like, let me get some gas real quick. And here's where I make a mistake. I pulled into a 7-Eleven, which let me tell you something. After yesterday, I will never, ever in my life go to a 7-Eleven again, bro. I put my card in at the pump. They asked me for my pin. I get my phone alert. You know, like your phone tells you when you get a charge. Yeah. I have not pumped an ounce of gas yet. $126. Huh? $126, bro. So the, the the previous transaction from someone who had already left the pump was still up, and when you put your card in so you can start paying for your transaction, it charged that 126 to yours? They said it's a standard hold amount. And to I was who? like, what gas station puts a $126 hold? I've literally never even seen a gas station put a hold on my card in general. Mostly I've seen that happen. Goes away, like before I realize it. But like, what the one hundred twenty six dollars like, is crazy. It's crazy. That's right? wild, <laughs> right? I was so mad. Oh, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm like morally obligated to not uh, say anything negative about Seven Eleven because one of my best friends, her dad works for Seven Eleven, uh, so you know. I, I I won't Same. jump in. I won't I won't jump in on the dog pile. But good God, that's an insane amount of money. Yeah, I'll say it. Fuck Seven Eleven. So get the gas. I only get eighteen dollars worth of gas because I'm frustrated and I get that pump where you squeeze the pump and it keeps going click, click, click. Oh, you know, it just stops itself. God, I hate those. Most annoying, most annoying pump out there. So yeah. I give up at about eighteen dollars. So uh -huh. I didn't fill up. Just gave up around eighteen dollars. Get to the Galleria. Guess what? No show. <laughs> nice. So I nice. went out of my house thinking I'm getting a uh -huh. quick one fifty. Uh -huh. Came back negative one hundred and twenty six dollars. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And then you know what else? While we're doing this, before we get to the NBA Finals, bro. Uh huh. I don't know if you've heard it, but Drake released a surprise CD yesterday. Did he really? Yeah. I it's clearly called, did not hear that. It's called Honestly Nevermind. And I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. That CD is ass. It's it's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's not I where was, I was expecting this to go. It's ass. Like it feels like it's a bunch of passion fruit rejects. Like he recorded oh, man. It feels like he recorded 12 versions of Passion Fruit and Passion Fruit made it. And the rest were just really bad attempts at getting to Passion Fruit, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's two other songs in there that are good. Yeah. That are good. But two out I of mean, 14. That's not a, yeah, no, that's not a, not a good ratio. 
But uh, I, I actually really enjoyed Passion Fruit. That's one of my favorite Drake songs. So I don't know. Maybe I even I'll... if you enjoy Passion Fruit, you're not yeah. gonna enjoy this CD. It's that bad. It's ass. It's ass, bro. I don't know if you've seen the internet's reaction yeah, hey, to it. You probably you know, haven't. You know what we should do because you know Matt's a, he's a Drake stan. Like Drake's his boy. Like we should have him listen to uh, what's it called? Honestly, never mind. Honestly, never mind. Out. Honestly, never mind. And then y'all can go back and forth about it. I'd be like, oh, this CD's so good. Honestly, never mind. It's not. It's ass. Should have kept that one, my boy. I was expecting that joke. I was expecting it. Bradley Beal tweeted, dude said it's called Honestly Never Mind. Maybe he meant that. Hey, bro, it must be really bad. Someone posted Drake Tonight with the photo of Jason Tatum. Someone said, if a close friend of mine released this, maybe they worked at a horrible job for years to have to save the money to pursue this passion project, and all they wanted was my approval on it, even if it was half-hearted. I would still tell them this sucks. Ooh, okay. Ooh, that's, uh, ooh, that's pretty bad. Ruined my day. Yep. Ruined it, bro. Yeah. I can't believe you you put that out. You had a rough one. Yesterday, I'm not even gonna lie to you. You had a rough. If one. the Celtics would have won yesterday, bro, I'd have been crestfallen. That would have been, been honestly. I would have been concerned for you at that point. I would have. I would have had to do a, a a wellness check. Yeah, you'd have heard me yell. You'd have heard me yell. Facts. I'd You're have been only, screaming. Only two minutes away, anyways. So I definitely would have heard something. I'd have been screaming, bro. But. That didn't happen. Congratulations to all Lakers fans out there. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, because you guys don't have to deal with the fact that the Celtics could have had more uh, championships. Well, let's be honest, bro. Let's be honest. They'd only had five rings. Because let us they've only won four since... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before, before we get into all of that, I'm going to let you do your whole spiel and your whole thing. Just uh, a little bit of backstory for anyone who is unaware uh julian is one of those people like me sports fans that has their own personal record book instead of following the official record book of the actual leagues uh that are historically accurate uh he has his own personal record book in which he just takes away championships or trophies or awards to certain teams or players based off of his own arbitrary reasons no it's not arbitrary here's why Think about it. Does the NFL count championships before the Super Bowl era? No, it does not. No. Does baseball count championships before the integration of the Negro League? No. I'm going to assume they no, but I don't They don't count for the World sure. Series. They don't count. So why would we count championships before the NBA-ABA merger? Okay. Why would we do when that? You put it like, when you put it like that, that sounds reasonable and logical. But how are you originally going to put it? No, my phrasing of it is better. Black people weren't playing. Like, there weren't a lot of them. Dr. J was in the ABA, bro. So, like, what do you want from me? You want to count? How many championships is it again? Last night, I saw a stat that they've won one final since 1986. So, I'm not trying to hear their mouth, bro. I'm not trying to hear it from them. Trash franchise. Oh, God. Okay. So, again, I agree that, you know, we shouldn't necessarily count championships from before the NBA ABA merger. merger. I, I agree. We we shouldn't necessarily do that, but your phrasing of it makes it just sound illogical because basically and they proved again it, last night that they can't, can't count beat black the championships people in the because there weren't enough black people. <laughs> Larry Bird's not yeah. walking through that door. Red Auerbach's not walking through that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've only been able nope. to do it one time when they had the KG and 
Paul Pierce and Ray Allen trio. And you know what drives me nuts, bro? They beat us that year. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat. It was crazy. It was. But that was also because Andrew Bynum got hurt. But it is what it is. Injuries happen. I'm not making excuses. But they act like that team was a dynasty, and they won one ring. They're the Detroit Pistons. You know that's actually that's (laughs) actually fact. Rip Hamilton. That's actually fact. I gotta give you that because they for real do act like they won three or four championships and they got one. Yeah, they act like they're a historic team. You won one ring, my boy. One. And that was your first since 1986 or 84, whatever year it was. Congratulations. I don't know, man. In which Paul Pierce tried to pull off a Willis Reed-type walk-off. When he wasn't hurt, he defecated his shorts. (laughs) Which is what they did yesterday in that game six against Steph Curry and them. Jason Tatum and this weird Kobe fetish he has. Like, don't ever bring that up again. Don't ever bring that up again. Yeah, congratulations to the Warriors. My other pet peeve, I've been thinking about it as I look back at NBA Finals hats. They're kind of garbage, bro. They need a graphic designer. They're so trash. Yesterday's were especially bad. I didn't mind yesterday's because they felt a little 90s, but they still weren't good. They were bad. We need graphic designers to, like, really do something about those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was makes me wonder, like, what happens? What happens with all the championship hats and shirts for the team that lost? They get sent to third world countries. That's not oh. a joke. They like they legitimately do. Oh. So, like in some places, the undefeated Patriots actually have a a ring. Huh. That's another shot at Boston. I don't know if you. Saw yeah, Eli, yeah, no, I got Eli that. Washed, you know. but, yeah, Eli owns <clears throat> Boston. Yeah, Eli Washington. Garbage. Awful for me to say, bro, because as a now Commanders fan, uh having to to watch Eli be trash the whole regular season, somehow still be able to beat us even though he had terrible games against us, back his way into the playoffs and then proceed to dominate was just the most frustrating experience. I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to go too much of a tangent on this. Eli to me is not a Hall of Famer. I don't care he's if he's not. Two Super he's Bowls. not. He's not. I agree with this. Some people are out there right. like Hall of Famer, and I'm like, no, bro. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. No. Nah. Like, like I, I acknowledge his his playoff uh, experiences and victories. Those are actually legendary, unfortunately. But he was literal booty cheeks at any other time. Regular season, man was throwing ducks everywhere. After pick after pick, ducks everywhere, <laughs> like, man. Like, no, thank you. Not a Hall of Famer to me. Not a Hall of Famer. What's crazy? More rings than Aaron Rodgers. Which Nuts. is wild, <laughs> man. That's insanity. Like, Which... and okay, don't get me wrong here. Like, I respect the Packers. I like the Packers. I, I, I respect the career that Aaron Rodgers has been able to have. He's clearly one of the most talented, if not the most talented QB to ever play the game. But when you have a generational talent like Aaron Rodgers and you aren't able to to win more than one championship with him, that's a failure at an organizational level. Like front office failed repeatedly to get Aaron enough talent. That's what happens if you have Mike McCarthy as a coach, too. Yeah. 
You saw yeah. what he did. He decided on fourth down with like 15 seconds left. Let's run a QB draw. That's the play, guys. Oh, man. It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, congrats to the Warriors. Draymond had my favorite quote of the night when they asked him if he learned something about himself, and he said, no, I knew I was like this. That's me paraphrasing. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Oh, I also man. love that video of uh, Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole where they were telling each other they're about to get a bag. Yeah. That was a yeah. cool moment. That was a cool moment, man. That was a cool moment. I was like, look at that. Look at that black excellence on display, man. We're about to get a bag. Although, you know how Jimmy Butler feels? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder who how Jimmy Butler feels after he did that thing when they were all in the Timberwolves together and he showed up with, like, a watch and beat them down with third stringers and called them soft and everything. Yeah. And then Wiggs got a ring before he did. I mean, it doesn't change how correct Jimmy Butler was in that moment, but it definitely stings a little. But, I mean, if you can't get past the Celtics with all the talent that Miami had, then... I don't really know what to tell you. Although I'm so. going to say that Max Drew shot should have counted. It should have. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. It should have. I, I agree with you on that one. He got it hosed. is what it is. And I think a lot of people are going to do that weird thing they do where they're like, where does Steph Curry rank all time? But that's not what the takeaway should be. The takeaway should be, I don't know how you play guard and can't dribble. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, bro. Work on your left hand. <laughs> I don't know how you make it to the pros and can't dribble. Uh, yeah, I mean, more so for for Jalen Brown <clears throat> than Jason Tatum. But like, I was I was actually watching it, like watching Jalen Brown a little bit more closely last night. Uh, specifically, whenever Gary Payton Jr. or the second um, is is on him, he ripped him like four or five times, almost in a row during the middle portion of that game, like second quarter to third quarter, like Jalen Brown could not get past him, period. It was crazy, bro. Like, remember, because I pointed out last game, I was like, literally, if you force Jalen Brown to dribble, he's not making the shot. Mm -hmm. He's just not. And I don't understand mm -hmm. how you're a professional athlete and can't dribble. Like Al Horford was put on a show. He was he begging was. them for help. He was, man. And they, they didn't even go to Horford enough, really. Because, like, he had Steph on him maybe 80% of the game. And it wasn't until, like, the end of the third quarter and start of the fourth quarter that they started to go to Al. And I'm like, bro, you've had this mismatch all game. My favorite play was there was one time they threw it into Al Horford and Steph just fouled him on catch. And the ref didn't call it. And Steph's just like, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, my favorite... My favorite part of the game was when Mike Breen just straight up violated Draymond, man. Draymond hit his second shot of the game, and it was a corner three. And Mike Breen was like, oh, Draymond's feeling it. And then that proceeds to just start an ongoing joke between him and Van Gundy about you can't say that somebody's feeling it after they hit one three-pointer in an entire series. But Mike Breen was like, have you seen him shoot? If he makes one, he's getting into it. Like, I'm going to be honest, bro. If I was an NBA player and I got hit by a Mike Breen way off, just don't play me anymore for that game. When he says that shot was way off the way he says it, bro. Yeah. Uh, just, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, anytime Mike Breen feels comfortable enough to be a bit more honest in his description of your play, you just got to sit. You just got to sit out for the night. It's it's up for you, bro. Someone needs to check on that fan that got that championship banner tattooed on his arm for the Celtics. For real, man. That dude is is struggling at the moment because that was like a big tattoo with like lots of very bold lines and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know how he's going to get that covered up, man. That man going to be wearing a shirt the rest of his life. Yeah. Or a big least red X through until, that. Until the Celtics actually win a, a championship, hopefully in his lifetime. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. So the Lakers have the most modern championships by far, but what team has the second most modern championships? Because it's the not Warriors Boston. Do now, I'll be honest. Is it the word? Well, they just tied Boston then because they're at four. The, the no, the Warriors have yeah, the Warriors have four. Oh yeah, my bad. They've went to like six. My bad. Yeah. So modern the ABA what was what seventy six. Yeah. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, we have eleven. Yeah. I think it's the Spurs, isn't it? Oh, it's no, it's probably. the Bulls. Oh, dude, how it's do we Bulls. keep doing this? We I don't know why we keep before. forgetting that they have we six. Keep... <laughs> My God. Honestly, we need to retire as sports fans. We need to retire as sports yeah. fans. So I think it's the Heat, the Bulls. The Heat? Then the Spurs. What? No, I, I was checking to see how many the Heat have. Oh, I see. Here's the list. So since the NBA-ABA merger, you have the Lakers, the Bulls, the Spurs, the Celtics, and Warriors, the Heat and Pistons, the Rockets, then the Cavs, 76ers, Raptors, Wizards, Mavericks, Seattle Supersonics, and Portland Trailblazers. And then everybody else has zero. The fact that you mentioned the Seattle Supersonics and the Wizards, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) How many of those teams have won? It should have been most of those teams. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams have won. Yep, yep. What year was the Wizards? I have no idea. Let me see. When did they win one? Not in our lifetime. No, definitely not in our lifetime. Uh, 1978, I think. Oh, like right after the merger? Yeah. Yeah, 78. Yep. 78. I'm not going to lie. That's actually news to me. I did not know they won one. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I knew they won one. I just, I forgot that it was before the merger. Or, I mean, after the merger. And then, like, you know, then you got the loser Phoenix Suns who have been in the finals but can't win one. The loser Utah Jazz who can't win one. Yeah. Then the obvious teams like the Knicks, the loser Knicks, the Kings. This is why I hate the Lakers, bro. Y'all have so many championships. It's ridiculous. Yeah, bro. You know, you can't you can't hate on excellence. No, I can whenever excellence is just bought. No. Kobe was homegrown. Kobe was homegrown, bro. Uh-huh. And what Magic about all was your other championships? Okay, what about Magic all the other players? Homegrown. What about all the other players? You guys are kings of free agency, and you know it. Let's not act That's like true. you guys are, are like, homegrown specialists. You got Kobe, you got Magic. James Worthy Shaq was homegrown. Shaq wasn't. Was Kareem wasn't. Shaq wasn't. Kareem Powell wasn't. wasn't. Powell wasn't. Come on, man. But the, su- the superstar of the superstars, except for Shaq and Kareem. And I was like, homegrown. come on, man. We're talking about Shaq homegrown. and Kareem right now, dude. So half but of how many, was homegrown. How many, obviously okay, so LeBron. Take away half of your championships. Take away half of your championships. 
Like, we're talking about games. just, like, championships won by homegrowns. Take away half. How many do you Every have? single one was won by homegrowns. Because Take Magic was on the team. Okay, James okay. James Worthy okay. was on the team. Most okay, but of what the about, people on the team What about all the ones with Shaq? All the ones with Kareem? Take those away. Kobe was on How many did you have? And Magic was on those. And James no, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Take away half. How many do you have? Bro. That's not even how that works when we have homegrown on that team, bro. I know, I know, I know. What plus, I'm saying is plus like, you can't take away the pal one after all we went through with Smush Parker, no, Kwame I'm Brown. You know what I've realized, no, bro? I'm, I'm taking that away. The Wizards keep fleecing my team with bad players. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you guys haven't picked up on that. Like Kwame Brown, bro. Uh-huh. I'll never yeah. forget. That's why like I hate the Wizards to this day. I'll never forgive them for that. That's not our fault. That's your front office's fault. That's Jeannie Buss, bro. <laughs> no, that was her brother at the time. Oh, I see. Someone tw- ESPN tweeted, Draymond was showing up to game six in all black. And Draymond quote retweeted and said it was for a funeral. For a funeral. <laughs> I love Draymond. I'm not going to lie. I love Draymond. Draymond, I go back and forth with, man. He's literally quote retweeting people right now. Dave Portnoy, he tweet he before the finals game. He tweeted him in a shirt that said, Draymond is a jerk face. And Draymond quote retweeted him and said, hold that L, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love Draymond, bro. I love Draymond. Bro, he I'm feels like lie. he'd be... Like, I, go, I, go, I go back and forth with Draymond, but it, any single time I, I heard the Boston crowd like saying F Draymond, I was all team Draymond. Bro. You know what else is crazy? Now that I'm looking at Twitter. So, do you follow Magic Johnson on Twitter? I do not. So, he tweets the most obvious things ever. It's because he says the most obvious things ever. Have but you listened what's to crazy. any interview but, with him? Right, but here's the crazy thing. So, like yesterday, he goes, Steph became the seventh player in NBA history to win four NBA championships and multiple league MVP awards. He joins and he put the list of people, right? Yeah. The thing that's crazy is he pays someone to tweet these things. He doesn't serious? run this account. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that person is, they're collecting a bag, bro. Because they don't have to think about what they're tweeting. They can just say the most obvious stuff as Magic Johnson and just collect checks. I respect the hustle. That's what I thought was crazy. And again, I felt bad for Mark Jackson last night. Why? Oh, because it's yet another championship for the Warriors that he had to call, even though he was the coach of them before they were able to, to start mm-hmm. their run. Yeah, that's fair, man. I, he was like there with brought that brought in the core. Yeah, yeah. I I often wonder like if this team would have been any different with him as coach, and if they were different, if they would have been more well rounded. Because for a while they were just so like in love with the three, in love with the three, in love with the three, and like this championship, you could tell that they were more intentional about you know getting fast break points, uh, driving to the hole get into the line, stuff like that. So I just, I wonder, like, what this team would have looked like with Mark Jackson as coach instead of Steve Kerr. It would have been interesting. Yeah. The thing that I think is going to be weird, because, like, Steph's, what, 34? Yeah. Right? When him and LeBron are gone, bro, there's going to be so many different teams in the finals. Yes. Because, like, we got so used to, like, the Warriors always being in the finals or LeBron always being in the finals that people, like, think it's weird that, like, Giannis – didn't make it to back to back because it's harder than it looks, which yeah. is really like a testament to how good they are. Except for those years when Kevin Durant was in Golden State, because that was no, nah, I'm not. That was gonna no, nah, I'm not. I'm still not taking those away. I, I'm not I taking them away. I'm just saying that wasn't hard. 
Uh, like, that wasn't hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean, that was a different type of hard, but I get what you're saying. Like, uh, on the on the court, once they figured it out, like, clearly not hard for them to be able to beat teams and, and make it to the finals. But we just talked about how, like, it's not exactly uh, a sure bet if a super team is going to make it to the finals because it's hard to get that team to gel and for people to understand what their roles are and be able to fulfill those roles consistently. Um, no, true. So, I mean, like, it's a different type of challenge. But uh, I'm I'm a little biased because I think Katie's been a bit hard done by people who, like, first of all, if they were in his shoes, they would have jumped at the chance to increase their likelihood of achieving their lifelong goal of winning a championship. They would have jumped at that chance. So, 100%. like, I, I feel like it's a bit hypocritical for people to be like, oh, Katie's championships don't count, when if they were in his shoes, they would have done the same thing. No, let me tell you something. I'm fully a KD fan again. After yeah. having Russell Westbrook, I'm Team KD. I wasn't <laughs> happy when he went to Golden State. I was a little bit angry, you know. Yeah. But having Russell Westbrook really, really put things in perspective, you know. <laughs> yeah, in he fact, was uh, he was carrying that dude. Let's be honest, he was carrying that dude. Yeah, like playing with Russell Westbrook had to be the most frustrating thing he's ever had to go through in his life, mm. and I mean mm-hmm. anything. Like, mm-hmm. he could have been robbed on the street, and I'd be more frustrated playing a Russell Westbrook. I don't know. I, I feel like Russ, before, like, obviously there was, like, there was, like, a, a moment where his career just started to nosedive. But before that, Russ genuinely was good. Now, he, I'm not saying Russell's not good. He's yeah. just not, he's literally not someone who can be, like, a team player like that. You know what I mean? Which is weird because like, cause, like the, he's, the dude like he'll he'll he gets assists and all that sort of stuff. But like they're he does always get his like teammates involved. A lot of times they're assists that are like just like dump offs. They're not like something where you're like, wow, how did he? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's fair. But I think it's times like just more. It's it's his bad shot selection for me. Like not even necessarily the number of shots that he takes. It's the number of bad shots that he takes where he's just like out of control and just throwing something up or he's out of rhythm. And, like, he thinks he can shoot as well as Steph Curry, and he can't. This year was even when he was in rhythm, to be honest with you. Yeah. I was so frustrated. I was wrong. Yesterday, Clay Thompson had the quote of the night. This man got up and said, holy cannoli. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Holy cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) That was iconic. Oh yeah! I was like what this you... man <laughs> threw up a holy cannoli. Oh, Can we man. just talk about how, like, in general, it seems like most of the league understands that there's like a running, like, inside joke about the city of Boston itself. You know, like, not even the players who play for Boston can say something about it because they all know how like characterized the city of Boston is. Like, it's just, it's wonderful to me that there's so many dudes who, like, if, if you mention Boston or Utah, they all make the same face in interviews, man. They all have that same face of, like, there's something we want to say, but we're not going to say it because it's national TV type thing. Like, last night, I'm telling you, bro, when the confetti was raining down, I was ready for just a chorus of N-words. Just to flourish. <laughs> I was serious. I was, like, a little worried for him. I was like, they're going to have to get out quick. Get out of that bro. stadium quick. 
already know the dudes who are working in studio had that mute button like locked and loaded, man. They were ready to fire off. The audio like, people I, had to be stressed that entire series in the Boston. whole time. And they were yelling, man. Fuck Draymond. I know yeah. they were like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, we, we can it's the whole stadium. We can't run away from it. It's what the whole stadium. <laughs> oh, bro. And it's just it's it's wild to me. Like obviously, like Draymond willingly paints himself as a villain, right? Like he I don't remember what he said specifically to- about Boston though. I don't know why they're so mad at him. But he doesn't even necessarily have to say anything about Boston, bro. Like he's the he's the black Air Force energy dude. He's the dude who's gonna no, he's like black. Get, he's the black. Yeah, dude. that yeah, that that that's <laughs> the dude. blackest that, of the dudes on the he's court. He's the blackest of the dudes on the court, and you know, he's gotta be that because he plays for Light Skin Incorporated. So like he's he's gotta, you know, bring a little bit of that extra or whatever. But like the, so fact that he does, the fact that the fact that he does that, the fact that he's like wait, what? I said, I, speaking of light skin incorporated, I cringe so hard when Jordan Poole said his pool parties all summer. Uh, yeah. I was like, just man. Jordan Poole as a person just kind of gives me the heebie jeebies. <laughs> like, I also want to address it, this tweet by Nick Adams. Do you know who Nick Adams is? Uh, I think so. He's an author, yeah. is what I'll say, endorsed by the former guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. He said, the Boston Celtics lost by 13 points tonight. Enos Cantor Freedom averaged 11.2 points per game throughout his career. With Freedom in the game, it's an entirely different ending. And I don't think he realizes that 13 minus 11 is 2, meaning they still lose. Um. Okay, let's just let's play this out. Let's play this out. Uh, let's say you know he's correct, and and Enos Freedom isn't a complete turnstile on defense or anything like that. Uh, his math is just flat out wrong, and that's also assuming that Enos Freedom is going to be able to like step onto the court, be totally in rhythm and up to the the speed of playoff finals basketball, even though the dude hasn't played hardly at all. So I I. I don't. I guess classic lack of uh, of critical thinking there. Yeah, yeah, and bad maths. Real bad maths, man. I don't know where you get that. If you lose by thirteen and have an eleven point score, that you win the game, bro. Bro, when you have Taylor Twelman quote tweeting you <laughs> and making fun of your math, you're in a bad way, bro. <laughs> You're in a bad place, bro. Taylor Twelman is a is a is a soccer color commentator that isn't even all that well received in most soccer circles because he's kind of annoying on on his his broadcast. But when he's right, you're just you're in a bad way. I find Taylor Twelman to be entertaining though. Like he's one of the people where if I see him on TV talking, I'll listen. He's just too much for me, bro. He's always just like I don't even know if his analysis here. is good. It's but. not well, okay. It, okay, it's um it's Reggie Miller. He's he's the Reggie Miller of soccer color color commentating. Says the most obvious stuff like it's, you know, groundbreaking type information. I respect his passion for the game and his willingness to ask the hard questions because there's a lot of people in, in soccer circles, US soccer circles who don't ask enough hard questions of the U.S. Federation. 
but his color commentating just makes me cringe. And did you know Gary Payton Jr. is 29? A lot of people talk about him like he's a really young dude. He's 29? He's 29. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I, I'm like, not going to lie to you. I thought, I thought he was 20, 24, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he was 24. So he enters the league in 2016, undrafted, yeah. signed with the Rockets, was yeah. waived after six games, was yeah. on the Bucks, the Lakers, the Wizards, was in the G League. Wait, 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 wait. He played for the Wizards? I didn't know he played for the Lakers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had no idea. I thought he, like, low-key, I thought he got drafted by the Warriors and was just kind of, like, hanging around with, like, their G League team for a little bit. Nope. And he's 29. That dude is one year younger than us? Yeah. That's yeah. weird. He was born in 92, just like us. <laughs> That's weird, bro. Oh man, that's real weird. But I mean, like, we're at that point where, like, we officially can actually start calling professional athletes like young men. You know, like we start calling just, them kids. You know, I just like found it weird because they keep saying they have a young core and they keep mentioning Gary Payton. So I had to see how old he was, and he's twenty nine. He's not a young core. He's not. He's not. Can you even count him as core? I guess you can. His defense is crazy. He's really good on defense. Yeah. That's yeah. the other thing. Defensive player of the year. How are you just, like, not going to even attempt to stop Steph? Why was Al Horford guarding this man? You're why the defensive was, player uh, of the year. Why was Derek White a better defender on Steph the entire series? The right. entire series. Like, Marcus that Smart was getting cooked. He was getting cooked. Anytime Steph was on him, he was getting cooked. Period. It's just weird. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like you said. The Defensive Player of the Year award kind of just has turned into, like, a, a hustle play. Like, a flashy hustle play type award. Like, if you get charges and you dive on the floor for loose balls and, you know, you have a reputation for being physical, probably going to be in the running. And I feel bad. I'm a little concerned about Robert Williams. I'm not going to lie. Because I keep hearing, like, his knee, he shouldn't have been playing on that knee at all. Really? Like, yeah. This man looked like there. that on a bum knee? Mm-hmm. And it just gives me memories of Isaiah Thomas when he did it. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Because they basically just shaved his meniscus and was like, all right, get back out there, buddy. Like, usually when you tear a meniscus, right, you're not back in a month. I mean, well, yeah, no, you're right about that. And he's back you know, in a month. Time, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just one of those dudes that, you know, he'll recover stronger and faster than, you know, the, the general expectation. Um, Hopefully. Because, I mean, that dude, that dude genuinely, like, if he stays healthy, that dude, is he's going to get at least one more, like, big bag before he's done with his career. Like, what he was doing in that game last night I think he had like five or six block shots. Like, they weren't like just easy blocks. Like this man no. was like, he's so good. Like that block that he had on Jordan Poole when Poole was trying to do a quick pull up for three just blew my mind. Like he was he's giving so Poole good. space 
so that he wouldn't drive past him. And Poole's like, okay, I'll just take the pull-up shot. And he still got blocked. And Poole has a quick release. So, you know, Williams is good, Poole's confidence is something that we all need in life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no matter how many times that man misses, <laughs> he just, you know, keep pulling that trigger, guys. It's actually, like, interesting because Poole reminds me of a more talented or at least slightly more consistent Nick Young. Swaggy P, bro. Swaggy P, bro. The legend of Swaggy P. (laughs) That's another one we got from you guys. Yep. (laughs) The most unfortunate gif in the history of the NBA. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Didn't y'all have, so y'all had, y'all had Swaggy P and JaVale. Didn't you have Andre Blatch too? Yeah. Bro, that's all three of (laughs) them. Yeah. All three of those dudes. And the thing is, Swaggy P has that gift, bro, of him shooting the three and turning around and holding up the three like he made it yes. and missed. Yes, in yes, in our jersey. <laughs> That's his most important contribution to y'all's team, bro. We okay. We need to actually explore this a little bit more because I didn't really realize to what degree my bum team has been fleecing your team and free agency for years now. Nick Young, he's a he's part of the reason why we did we didn't keep D'Angelo D'Angelo Russell. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, because D'Angelo yeah, y'all Russell, shipped him out. Mm-hmm. Because D'Angelo Russell basically snitched on Nick Young for cheating on Iggy Azalea, and we we got rid of him. You kept you kept a man who calls himself Swaggy P and is a verified certified cheater over D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I love this for you guys. That's awesome. So Nick for Young, some reason, we JaVale McGee, Andre Blatch, Kwame Brown. Who else? There's at least one or two more guys. Wizards players who played for the Lakers. That's a top Google search, bro. Um, Let's see. No, that's the flip. That's flipped. Javaris Crittenton. Oh yeah, that's, that? that's the dude who pulled guns against Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah bro. Yeah, <laughs> we had him too, bro. Jared Dudley. Yep. Okay. Dwight. Again. Yep. Yeah. Javale. Yeah. Uh huh. Markeith. Oh yeah, Markeith. We just. Bro, I'm actually upset. <laughs> the, like, think about it. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Like, we're just getting fleeced, bro. <sighs> oh, man. I'm not going to lie. This made my whole day, bro. This it's made my right. whole day. <laughs> it's not right. This made, I, I'm literally going to be going to Fan Expo here in a couple of hours. I'm going to meet Ming Na Wen. I'm going to get some cool nerd stuff. And yet, there's going to be nothing better for me today than learning about how many different times my organization has fleeced you guys. This is beautiful. Um, that reminds me, I have to ask. Nationals. Yeah. Because we haven't talked about it since we potted. How do you feel about Carson Wentz? Okay. When we first got him, I genuinely was upset. But the reason I was upset was because of all the other names that were being tossed out there that we were interested in. And I was like, okay. We're swinging for the fences. We may not get there, but let's see how long we can stay in the race. And then, like, literally 
two days later, one of those quarterbacks signed with a different team. I think it was Russ, right? Russ signed with, mm-hmm. with Denver. And then, like, not an hour later, we signed Carson Wentz. And I was like, frick, Carson Wentz? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, you go from Russell Wilson, and I think I think Aaron Rodgers' name was floated out there, too, before he re-signed with the Packers. We go from those mm-hmm. two to Carson Wentz. But after calming down and looking at the rest of the QB market, Carson Wentz was genuinely, like, top four, top three of the QB market out there. And in general, he has everything that our offense lacked and has been needing for the past two seasons. Because Taylor Heineke is a great backup. You know, he's a gamer. He's going to come in and be able to to change up the rhythm. He's going to get you maybe one or two wins if need be, right? But we were only able to run about half of our offense because he lacked arm strength. He couldn't push the ball down the field at all. And he just, like, forced bad throws. So Carson is one of the more, like, supremely, like, physically gifted QBs out there, and his arm strength Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. So from that basic standpoint, I'm actually curious and a little bit excited um, because he's going to open up what what we can do offensively, and I think he's going to be able to get more points on the board, which will give us a better chance of winning. Um, Flip side of that, though, is obviously he has some locker room issues, he has some decision making issues, um, yeah, so, so that yeah, like that worries me because it's not like those things just like suddenly go away. You know, it takes a, a while for QB to to iron those out, and he's been in the league for a while, so I don't know if he'll be able to. Uh, but I, he knows that this is his last chance saloon to like be a starter. You know, like mm-hmm. the word is out on him right now, so this is his chance. I hope he takes it because we all know he can ball whenever he's locked in. Um, and the other aspect of this that has me frustrated and I could rant about for ages and ages is the fact that we still have not signed, re-signed Terry McLaurin. We still have not paid this man the money that mm-hmm. he deserves. Uh, and this is the type of stuff that makes me see, like, that makes me see red to the point of it being concerning whenever I actually start to think about it because our organization is a shit show. Like, flat It out. is. It just is. It is. It's, it's horrific. Right, like the Jack Del Rio thing, <laughs> the Jack Del Rio thing, the sexual harassment stuff, Dan Snyder trying to run football op- operations. Like it is a horribly run organization. Period. Uh, and Dan Snyder is the reason for it. Like the dude mm-hmm. is a cancer to the culture in that building. Period. Uh, and the only thing that he's good for is overspending, spending too yeah, much money spend. on players. It's been like that's the one good quality he has as the owner of a football team is that he will just open up his checkbook. But he has a weird thing whenever it's somebody like Terry McLaurin or another player who like is a talented, well deserving player, all of a sudden he's like, Ah, I don't know if I want to pay you. And then the player gets disgruntled and then they leave. And then they mm-hmm. go and win a championship. So, you know, if we don't re-sign Terry, like, I, I, I've already said this before, so I guess I'll, I'll go on official record now. If we don't re-sign Terry, I'm not cheering for this team this year. I'm going to be cheering for the Ravens. Please don't up. have Marcus Mariota, bro. <laughs> Marcus Mariota. Uh, yeah, fair enough. All right, before we uh, start to wrap it up here, 
one thing I did want to talk about, seeing as how this is clearly an all-sports podcast or episode this time, um, you've heard me talk about it before, and I'm going to keep bringing it up. 2026, the World Cup is coming to the United States of America, Mexico, and Canada, but mostly the United States. Uh, and we finally learned yesterday what the host cities are going to be. Uh, and, you know, they, they chose some good some good places like Toronto and Vancouver and Mexico City uh, and stuff like that. Uh, and then in America, we got Seattle, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Dallas, uh, Kansas City, which is a little bit surprising, but, I mean, a, a good shout, really. Uh, Atlanta, Miami, New York, Philadelphia. But then out of nowhere, at least in my opinion, out of nowhere, we got two cities that I think ain't got no business being on the world stage when it comes to <laughs> representing this country. Uh, we got Houston, which, I mean, I don't think I need to go any more into that. We all know Houston is like, you know, it's it's the city that has the most black Air Force energy. I'm just going to put it that way. It's the city that has the most black Air Force energy. Uh, and then the other city is Boston. And I do not understand at all why on earth we went with Boston. We already got New York and New Jersey and Philly. And we skipped over the nation's capital, which feels a bit disrespectful in my opinion. Like, how are you going to have the biggest sport in the world and their biggest event for that sport? How are you not going to have the, the, the capital city at least somewhat involved, but choosing Boston and Houston seems to be questionable at best. But from a from a neutral standpoint, what do you think about those cities? Um, I feel like it's a little like I know Texas is big, but I don't think we needed two cities. And Dallas is Dallas is fine, you know. Mm-hmm. I may even go to one. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. see. Depends mm-hmm. on you know. How the how I feel about our U.S. men's team at that time. Honestly, bro, you should just go because you the the likelihood of the World Cup coming back to this country in our lifetimes is very slim, unless they decide yeah, to change. But I'm not like format. a huge soccer dude, you know. But it's so. literally once in a lifetime, bro. Saying that you yeah, went to so a we'll World see. Cup game is is once in a lifetime, straight up. Unless yeah, so. unless FIFA does the whole money grab thing because they're thinking about changing it from every four years to every two years, which totally ruins the the point of it, in my opinion, but whatever. That seems weird. But I think, like, instead of Boston, it should have been in New York, better city. And like, I mean, it the is. Houston one should have been in. It is in New York. It is in New York. Um, but I think they could have gone with a, with a better city instead of Boston. I think D.C. gets – you should put it in the nation's capital for, like, I think that would be good. That's what I'm saying, bro. Help me out here. Wait, where's the other ones? Is there one in Los Angeles or no? Yeah, San Francisco and Los okay, Angeles. Okay, because I was like, because I was like, SoFi Stadium is like one of the nicest stadiums out now. So yeah, kind of have to. I'm honestly shocked that instead of instead of um, putting it in Boston, I think that they should have put it in um, Las Vegas because Allegiant Vegas Stadium, nice. Allegiant Stadium is insanely nice, and Vegas is Vegas, you know. Yeah. Like, instead of putting it in Houston or Boston, put it in Vegas, bro. And Vegas kind of fits what athletes do Yeah. during those break times. Yeah, man. Can you imagine how much money Vegas would make 
with people from all over the world coming to that city to watch a soccer game, bro. Yeah, like Vegas would have been perfect. Miami was a perfect spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they got that right on. Oh, yeah. Miami's a great spot. Great spot. So, yeah, man, honestly, it, it it's not much of a soccer city, but New Orleans would have been great. Instead of Houston, New Orleans would have been so much fun because they know how to party, bro. Do you think, like, the northern states get mad that they, like, don't get stuff like this? Yeah. Okay, so one aspect to this, um, for people who are like me, who are hardcore fans um, of soccer in general and who follow the U.S. teams pretty closely – um, I can't say I'm surprised by the cities that they chose. Like most of these cities are what I expected. Uh, but the Midwest, uh, and like the Northern Midwest in particular, uh, they have routinely hosted very important games for us. Uh, very important qualifying games for us to be able to even make it into this current world cup. Um, and the fan support there is pretty good. Um, so sometimes the fan support isn't all that great. It kind of depends on if it's like a friendly or whatever. But like Ohio has hosted a ton of very important qualifiers for us. Minnesota has hosted a couple of important qualifiers for us. Uh, and so for for them to not get any recognition is a bit harsh, but not surprising. So I know Cincinnati wanted to be one of the cities, yeah. but they didn't get it. Cincinnati wanted to be one of the cities, and and I, I honestly I, I wouldn't have been mad at it because of how like intense their support has been like they that's been a very good soccer city for our u.s national team but i the world cup is about more than just our team first of all this the 2026 world cup is not hosted just by america it's hosted by canada and mexico as well um so there's that aspect to it like this is a a multi-country multinational hosting event Uh, but then on top of that the world cup is about the world and you want to put your best foot forward culturally um, on display. And so th- where the cities are located, the the fame and notoriety of those cities, uh, the ease of access and the ability to actually handle huge influxes of people coming into the city uh, for however long, uh, all of those are critical factors into what cities are selected. So a city like Cincinnati or St. Paul um, – are not going to be high on the list because no one's going to be like touristy there, you know? And yeah, like, it's, it's weird to me that Denver got it over Kansas city. I mean, that Kansas city got it over Denver. Yeah. I think that's just like because of, better city. I think that's just because of the, the fame of uh, the chiefs and the fact that Kansas city is a fantastic soccer city on top of it. And our, uh, our U S uh, like national training facility is built in Kansas city. So, oh. yeah, like there's there's some insight factors there. Um, that makes sense. But I was just looking at it from cities. Yeah, Denver would have like been a, a great choice. Los, not Los Angeles, sorry. Las Vegas would have been a great choice. Um, honestly, I think Portland would have been a fun choice, but I don't know if they could have handled it. Um, New Orleans would have been a fun choice. So, like, for the most part, they got things right. There's just a couple of cities that got a little short shrifted, I think. Miami was a home run, though. Yeah. That was a home run. For sure. Especially after what they did with F1. Yeah. And I don't even like F1. They killed it for that. Yeah. Honestly, I think Austin got the, the short end of the stick, too. Because Austin's a good soccer city, and you could have just put it in uh, 
UTU Stadium. Yeah, it's not Dallas, though. True. You know, true, true, true. we got Jerry World. Yeah, Jerry World. I already knew Dallas was going to be on there just because of that stadium, man. Which is one of the more poorly designed stadiums that we have. You think so? It makes no sense. They didn't account for the sun. I don't know if you noticed during Cowboys games. Uh, yeah. The sun is routinely in players' faces. Yeah. Because they built it in a weird direction. Yeah, they should have changed the direction of it. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining because I hate the Cowboys, but I'm thankful that they have that stadium because it gives me a chance to be able to go to a World Cup game in 2026. So, Yeah, I think I'm going to go. Yeah, bro. We should go together, go. honestly. I have to. I want to yeah. watch. Okay, so straight up, like I want to watch our national team. So my priority is flying to a city that's close to here that they'll have a game in because that's my dream. But if I can't make that happen, then I'll go to whatever game is in Dallas. <laughs> I think it'll be cool. Yeah. It'll be a spectacle for sure. All right. Well, I think that's it for me, bro. You got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. I just wanted to come on here and, like, hate on Boston. <laughs> trash franchise. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats again to the Warriors. And, you know, uh, and also oh, go ahead. talk about how bad Drake CD was. Yeah. Congrats to the Warriors. Yeah. Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Steph. Proud of you, man. Happy, happy for Clay, even though for the most part, shaky. Yeah, he's 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 still working his way back. He'll be better next year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate you for coming by. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all that sort of stuff. Get the word out there that we back up. You know, we're gonna try and be as consistent as we can. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thank you. Peace. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the no intro from last time. Just get straight to it. Yeah. Oh, Craig left. I was going to stop Craig, but I forgot that nigga left. Uh, I was going to say Boston sh- sell shits.